How stupid do they think we are? Apparently, very. Talking about that coming up. Trump indictment backfire. <laughs> of course. And East Palestine is getting worse. Nobody's talking about it. You know, went through the news cycle. Nobody cares. But they're still living in East Palestine. <sighs> Barely living, I should say. And still being ignored. We're going to talk about all that and more coming up tonight. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It is a Saturday night. We are live on Rumble.com, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. And looking forward to uh, hearing from y'all. Don't forget to follow. There's a little button right over here that says follow. Click that. It's free. Costs you nothing. Helps the show out tremendously. Thank you so much for those of you who have done that and who are about to do that. Just run right over there. Click. Follow button. And you're good to go. All right. We got all that and more coming up. And right now we got all that Miko and more coming up. It's an update on our favorite furry little friend, Miko. She is our three-year-old Shiba Inu. And she's doing great. She had a uh, bath today, which was uh, not her favorite time of the day. This was when we were uh, blowing her dry and brushing her out on the table. Uh, yeah, so she had her, uh, wait, get rid of the notifications. I don't need to see those. So, yeah, she's distracted. There's a big patio window that looks out from our dining room table there. So that's a good distraction for her while we're, uh, <clears throat> while we're giving her her bath. And uh, eventually she did finally give me a good pose. So there you go. Anyway, tomorrow's going to be a big day for Miko because we are going to this big pet expo thing. But... She's entered in a dog show. It's just a fun thing. It's not an official thing. But because she's a purebred Shiba Inu, um, so they, they're having this, the uh, Malaysian Kennel Association, M, it's like the, the American Kennel Club or something like that, but it's the Malaysian version. Anyway, <laughs> we got entered, and so I'm going to be walking around the ring apparently tomorrow with Miko, and uh, she's going to get judged Yes, she will be judged, and we will have that. I'll let you know on Monday how she did tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, wish her luck. Good luck to Miko heading out there to the big the big dog show tomorrow, and uh, she has no idea what's going on. The only pain, I think, in the butt with this is going to be that she's used to walking with a, 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 what do you call them, the whole harness thing. That's what we use because she's an escape artist. And she's got to be on a collar when we take her around the ring in the dog show. She's not used to collars. She's hardly ever worn one. So we'll see if that becomes uh, some fun or not. The Miko update is brought to you by a bad gateway. What? I've been getting this all night, by the way. I almost didn't wind up live on Rumble because uh, they had all kinds of problems over there. I don't know whether they're under another DOS attack or what's going on. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a nightmare. But my my internet service usually is pretty good. I don't usually get too many problems. But for some reason, huh? It just man. I hope this doesn't keep going all night. Oh, we're in for a very short show. Anyway, barkbox.com/miko. That is the link. You can go there and check out all the great uh, offers they have, which includes our special offer, which is a free month. If you sign up for a multi-month subscription, you can get one month, but 
You can also get six or 12. And if you do that, you'll get an extra month for free. And BarkBox is a uh, service delivered right to your door. It's a themed box full of goodies for your dog. They've got uh, two toys, two bags of treats, and a dog chew. Every month comes to your door. And uh, you just sign up. Use our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko. You'll get that extra month for free. And uh, satisfaction is guaranteed. If you're ever not happy with anything at BarkBox, they'll make it right. You get a hold of customer service, and it's just that easy. And by the way, in our show notes tonight, under the link says BarkBox.com slash Miko, you'll see another. It's a limited time offer. I think this is going to go away over the weekend. But uh, check it out. You can get a double box. Instead, if you'd prefer, you use that link in our show notes, and you'll get four toys, four bags of treats, and two chews, a double box. And you can also pick the limited edition SpongeBob SquarePants Bark Box. It's very cool. You got to check it out. All right. So check it out at BarkBox.com slash Miko. The site's back up and running. That is not the site, by the way. It's my internet. I don't know what's happening with that tonight. But anyway, thank you to BarkBox. BarkBox.com slash Miko is the void. All right. Um, I don't really have uh, this. You can find it posted everywhere and anywhere. You don't really need to. I don't need to show it to you. But um, there's been reports around that uh, President Trump may wind up getting indicted next week, which, you know what? You go right ahead and do your thing, because all it's going to do is make things even stronger for Trump. It's going to make those of us who support President Trump support him even more. You idiots think you're going to destroy this man. He's fought bigger people than you before and won, and he will do that again. So anyway, it's just, it's a non-story. They're just doing all they can to try and distract you. And uh, in some cases, it, uh, it might be working. But hopefully not with my smart audience, because they realize... They're smarter than that. Anyway. Um, All right. So speaking of being distracted, I opened the show by saying, how stupid do they think we are? Well, apparently they think we are very, very stupid. Have you seen this headline? This is just insane. These morons. Oh, look over here. Shiny red object. This from the New York Post. COVID-19 pandemic may have originated in raccoon dogs in China. Is that a thing? (laughs) Raccoon dogs, yeah. Despite the fact that it has been virtually proven that it was the result of a lab leak, um, this cuddly-looking creature, they say, might have caused the corona pandemic. Now, we all know it's not true. Nobody's buying it, but they're just trying to do everything they can to distract you. Three years after COVID-19 brought the world to its knees, the scientific community remains bitterly divided over the origins of the virus, Uh, this growing consensus that it was manufactured inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology during gain-of-function research. And now, just because they needed something to distract you, a new analysis of genetic material from the infamous Wuhan wet market, you know, the bat thing. We didn't buy the bat bullshit, and we're not buying the raccoon dog bullshit, okay? Anyway, analysis of the sequences collected in the market, January 2020, 
shows raccoon dogs being illegally sold at the wet market and may have been carrying and shedding the virus at the outbreak of the pandemic. That is according to an article in The Atlantic. Not exactly the most middle-of-the-road, trustworthy publication. The Atlantic. Give me a break. Researchers who conducted the analysis have expressed caution about their findings, which do not conclusively prove that raccoon dogs were the original host of the virus. These findings have also been met with derision by some politicians and pundits, with one saying the raccoon dog hypothesis is nothing more than a distraction from growing evidence that the virus leaked from a lab. So there you go. There, by the way, no, that's not a raccoon dog, is it? I guess it is. That's weird. That doesn't look like the picture I put in our thumbnails, which is actually a raccoon dog. Anyway, very weird. According to the Atlantic, they found several surfaces in and around one stall at the market, including a cart and a defeathering machine, produced virus-positive samples that also contained genetic material from the raccoon dog. There. There's a raccoon dog. It does look a lot like a raccoon, doesn't it? Like, maybe just a bigger raccoon. But apparently a raccoon dog is a, a thing. And it's a thing to distract you from the fact that the, uh, <laughs> that the virus leaked from a lab with gain-of-function research. We all know it. We're not buying your crap. We didn't buy the bat crap, and we're not buying the raccoon dog crap. So you just keep trying. It isn't going to work. Unbelievable. All right. We, uh, we did actually put one short article in our show notes about this whole Trump crap. It's from the Washington Examiner, so a pretty even-handed publication. Because if, indeed, these idiots go ahead with this indictment of President Trump, you can imagine the Secret Service is going to have a nightmare dealing with this. You know, all they want, all they want is him perp-walked. That's all they want. They're just looking for him to get perp-walked and to get the footage and the TV coverage and the pictures. Well, hang on. i got to get rid of these stupid pop-ups. And get rid of that. There we go. The indictment of former President Trump possibly on the horizon. New York security agencies reportedly collaborating ahead of expected safety needs. Local, state, federal law enforcement and security agencies conducting preliminary security assessments and working on potential security measures to ensure things go smoothly. Ultimately, the Secret Service has a say whether he gets handcuffed, where he's taken in and out of the court. All that goes through Secret Service. The other local state agencies, they can just go pound sand. Secret Service has it. And uh, the agency involved are the New York Police Department, state court officers, Secret Service, FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force, Manhattan District Attorney's Office, who are the cause of all this crap. Uh, that according to NBC News. So... There you go. Anyway, it's likely going to happen because these idiots will do anything 
what they don't understand is that it isn't going to have the effect you hope and think it's going to have. It is simply going to going to cement up those of us who support President Trump even more. Think I'm kidding? Just wait. Just wait and watch. Mark the date. 18th March, 2023. Jay told you. <laughs> All right. What else we got going on here? Oh, yeah. Remember East Palestine? Train derailment? Morons burning all the chemicals, poisoning the water, poisoning the air, poisoning the land. Well, it's still there. It hasn't gone away. Nobody's talking about it. And it's getting worse. This is an absolutely insane story from The Guardian. Biden still has never shown up. Buttigieg showed up in some little, you know, cosplay outfit. The levels of carcinogenic chemicals near the Ohio derailment site far exceed a safe limit. EPA assessed a dioxin cancer risk threshold in 2010, but a federal cleanup is only triggered at far higher levels. Look at that mess. Newly released data shows soil in the Ohio town of East Palestine Scenes of a recent catastrophic train crash and chemical spill, if you didn't know that already, contains dioxin levels hundreds of times greater than the exposure threshold above which the EPA scientists in 2010 found poses cancer risks. The EPA then, in 2010, proposed lowering the cleanup threshold to reflect the science around this highly toxic chemical. But the Obama administration killed the rules, and the higher federal action threshold remains in place. The dioxin levels in East Palestine are below the federal action threshold, which, like I just said, the EPA told back in 2010, 13 years ago, they needed to be lowered because of the risks. An EPA administrator last week told Congress the levels were very low. Chemical experts, including former EPA officials who reviewed the data, called them concerning. The levels found in two soil samples were up to 14 times higher than dioxin soil limits in some states. The numbers point to wider contamination according to a former head of the U.S. National Toxicology Program and an EPA scientist, Linda Birnbaum. The levels are not screaming high, she says, but we've confirmed that dioxins in East Palestine soil, the EPA must test the soil in the area more broadly. This is a mess. It is being ignored. And you ignore this at your own peril, folks. It's absolutely insane that they just turn a blind eye. Unbelievable. Too busy worrying about how to bail out banks over and above the 250000 limit. Here's one for you. You know, 
This is incredible. It's from Blaze Media. Executives of the San Francisco Bank are now getting a $30 billion bailout. You know where that money's coming from? You. Apparently, these executives at this bank had dumped their stock ahead of the bank collapse. These people need to be in prison. You know what? Release the January 6th prisoners because they are just political prisoners who've been held for all this time with no justification. And use those cells to stick these executives' ass in jail for a good long time, if not forever. Biden's Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, idiot, joined a had a joint statement Thursday along with the heads of the Federal Reserve and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. They announced that 11 big banks would deposit roughly $30 billion into First Republic Bank to stabilize its balance sheet after its stock cratered last week. This bailout, which has been blessed by the morons at the Biden administration, is intended to bolster depositors' confidence. A new report has revealed that First Republic's own executives haven't done much in recent weeks to inspire uh, diffidence. The Wall Street Journal reported the top executives of the San Francisco Bank dumped millions of dollars of company stock ahead of this bank crashing last week. Presently unclear if First Republic execs did so, suspecting possible trouble on the horizon. Yeah, right. Nevertheless, they sold off and donated a bulk of stock when share prices were over 100 bucks. This week, stock price, $19.80. $19.80. They want to run on the banks. They want you to go try and take all your money out of the banks. You know why? So they can push a digital currency on you. It's the only reason why. They are trying everything they can imagine to get you to think you need a digital currency. It's frightening. I posted the next link in our show notes, by the way, is a tweet from Lieutenant General Mike Flynn. If you don't follow Mike Flynn on, on uh, Twitter, you really need to. This is, not, this is the, the tweet from General Flynn. This is not Democrats versus Republicans or American liberals versus American serv- conservatives. We are facing World War, War III. And the war, it's a war of narratives. Fifth generation warfare for now. Between the globalists and the anti-globalists. The globalists, represented by the WEF, know they are overexposed, and we, you and I, are winning. The globalists' arrogance will be their downfall in the end. In your communities, stand up and speak up. You always wonder, what can you do? There it is, from General Flynn. Stand up and speak up. Local action will have a national and international impact. Strengthen your faith, 
protect your freedoms over allowing fear and frustration to overwhelm you. Archbishop Vagano, the woke ideology and Agenda 2030 constitute an immense threat to the same survival of mankind. Indeed they do. Don't give up, stand up, speak up every chance you get. Talking to your neighbor, bring it up. Tell them about the way it really is. Go to whatever local boards, city councils. Stand up and speak up. Fight back. It's the only way it's going to work, folks. It is the only way to make a difference. And you can make a difference. Don't think there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to put up with it. You don't. Your voice counts. Call your representative. Call your senators. Let them know. Call your congresspeople. Let them know how you feel about this crap. And that you're not going to put up with it. You are, And you vote. And by the way, make sure you do vote. Because that's what makes the difference. You know, they have a list. They know who votes and who doesn't vote. When you call those congresspeople's office, they know whether you voted or not. Not who you voted for necessarily. But they know if you vote or not. And if it's checked by your name that you don't vote, they couldn't care less what you have to say. They'll pretend they're listening, but they're not because they don't care. You don't vote. But if that little checkbox says you vote, you have their ear. That's the way it works. Not the best bit of news, but that's the way it works. Hmm. All right. I got one more thing for you. It's I always end with some sort of a good news story before we go on to read our book. This isn't really good news, but it's kind of helpful news. And I thought, mm, yeah, because, well, here in Malaysia, we use aircon all the time because it's always hot. In the U.S., not so much. And it's mid-March, so spring's around the corner. In another month or two, you're going to want to think about getting that aircon dusted off, serviced, get it back in. But there are plenty of places all around the country where it is hot, and you do use aircon. And this is a fascinating article that I just did some of this stuff, and it really did help. It's from Chili Sauce. The link is in our show notes. And it's five mistakes that will make your aircon bill super expensive, according to an expert. Now, this is branded content, so... You have to take it a, kind of with a little grain of salt. But these things are absolutely true. That, by the way, is what our electric bill looks like here in Malaysia. Although now we have these smart meters, so eventually there won't be any paper at all. And this from Chili Sauce, just like you on date nights, Malaysia is hot as heck. Thankfully, aircon exists. We can get some refuge from the equatorial heat. But no matter how cold your aircon is, you're still going to sweat when you get the bill. Our friends at Coway, and again, this is a company that sells air cons, among other things, uh, but they, um, they sponsored this article. Nevertheless, it is still full of some really good information about how you can save money. We spoke to Aji Bang, an air con expert, Malaysia's most popular air con TikToker. Uh, 14 years he's been dealing with air cons of every shape and form. Choosing an aircon with lower horsepower. We think the lower horsepower, the less electricity. 
Not necessarily. In fact, quite the opposite is true. A less underpowered aircon unit will have to work harder if you have a bigger room that you're trying to cool and drive up your bill. So keep that in mind. Use a one horsepower for a large area. The compressor will have to work even harder to cool the space. It's like a one-ton lorry carrying around a 10-ton load. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's one. Uh, using aircon and fan at the same time to save electricity. You might have heard it's cheaper to run both your aircon and your fan. Cools the room faster. Uses le less electricity. It is true, but it's not as simple as just turning on the fan. And the reason for that is physics. According to Aji Beng, the fan will interfere with the air circulation of your aircon, blowing warm air up, because again, physics, hot air rises, cool air sinks. And if that fan blows the warmer air down on your floor up to the aircon, the temperature sensor will think your room isn't yet cold enough and it won't turn off. You see where I'm going with this? So it's not necessarily the best thing to run that fan and your aircon. And there's a chart here. This article's in our show notes. You should read it. Get all the details. Uh, an inverter in, an, in a non-sealed room. A sealed room is any room without any way for outside air to get in. Like an open window or a door. And yes, an inverter aircon is more energy efficient compared to a non-inverter one. But unlike its non-inverter counterpart, stay with me, an inverter aircon is like a car's gearbox. It starts in first gear. Once it has enough speed, switches to a next gear up, etc. to save petrol. All these savings literally go out the window if you have openings in your room. In fact, some houses here, you see these, these kind of windows here? Some houses in Malaysia have these sort of louvered windows, which are not sealed at all. And also somehow have these ventilation stones, which are the decorative ones you see in older houses that have that's the air passed through. If you're trying to aircon a room like that with an, an inverter aircon, forget it. You're wasting money. <coughs> this one, I just discovered this and I love it. Dry. Your aircon mode called dry. It may dry your wallet. And turbo may turbo the money out of your account. You can use dry. But set your temperature higher when you use the dry mode. And when you use the turbo mode, your electric meter like goes... Ning, 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 ning. Serious. Make sure you, if you're going to use that, you just get home. Your house is hot as hell. You want to cool it down quick. Fine, but keep a close eye, run it for five minutes, and then dump that turbo mode because it is, it is wasting your money. Anyway, a lot of great tips in here and servicing air cons once they're not cold. That's not the time you service your air con. Mr. Bang suggests once every six months. I will admit, now we had the whole pandemic and lockdowns and things, but I went two years before I just recently, in the last couple of weeks, had my aircon service. It was just unbelievable. And you would not believe the mold and bacteria. Take a look at this. Oh, 
Yuck. That's the inside of an aircon that desperately needs a cleaning. I, okay, can we not look at that anymore, please? <laughs> Wicked bad. All right. Yeah. So clean your aircon, okay? <laughs> Unbelievable. Hey. Okay. You ready for some book stuff? I'm ready for some book stuff. Before we do our book stuff, however, we are going to tell you about one of our sponsors, which is Brickhouse Nutrition. Give your healthy habits a boost with our superfood powder. It's Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. We created the best powdered greens and a science-backed formula. It's 100% real USDA organic fruits and vegetables, None of those extracts that other vegetable powders use. Antioxidants, fiber, prebiotics. It's safe for the whole family, all athletes. One scoop of Field of Greens gives you a full spectrum of colors. Fruits, veggies, herbs, spices, and more. This nutrient-dense superfood powder helps with overall well-being and aiding in antioxidation, lipid metabolism, and glucose metabolism. Field of Greens is real food, not supplements. It's made from real food. It's technically, it's not a supplement. And Field of Greens, you add that to your daily routine, and you'll see why they've received over 3,000 five-star reviews. Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. The link is one of the top links in our show notes. Go there, and you will get a very, very special offer from the Jay Sheldon Show. So check it out. The link is in our show notes for Field of Greens and Brickhouse Nutrition. All right. It's White Fang, our book that we've been reading now for um, a long time because it's a long book, but we love it. It's such a cool adventure. And we're going to continue it now. And this is part four, I think, chapter one in White Fang. There was one lesson the dogs did learn. That was to keep together. White Fang was too terrible for any of them to face single-handed. They met him with his mass formation, otherwise he would have killed them one by one in a night. As it was, he never had a chance to kill them. He might roll a dog off its feet, but the pack would be upon him before he could follow up and deliver the deadly throat strike. At the first hint of conflict, the whole team drew together, faced him. The dogs had quarrels among themselves, but these were forgotten when trouble was brewing with White Fang. On the other hand, try as they would, they could not kill White Fang. He was too quick for them, too formidable, too wise. He avoided tight places, always backed out of it when they bade fair to surround him. While, as for getting him off his feet, there was no dog among them capable of doing that trick. His feet clung to the earth with the same tenacity that he clung to life. For that matter, life and footing were synonymous in his, this unending warfare with the pack, and none knew it better than White Fang. And so, he became the enemy of his kind, domesticated wolves that were softened by the fires of man, weakened in the sheltering shadow of man's strength. White Fang was bitter and implacable. The clay of him was so molded. 
he declared a vendetta against all dogs. So terribly did he live this vendetta that Grey Beaver, fierce savage himself, could not but marvel at White Fang's ferocity. Never, he swore, had there been the like of this animal, and the Indians in strange villages swore likewise when they considered the tale of his killing amongst other dogs. When White Fang was nearly five years old, Grey Beaver took him on another great journey, and long remembered was the havoc he worked amongst the dogs of the many villages along the Mackenzie, across the Rockies, down the Porcupine to the Yukon. He reveled in the vengeance he wreaked upon his kind. They were ordinary, unsuspecting dogs. They'd not prepared for his swiftness and directness, for his attack without warning. They didn't know him for what he was, a lightning flash of slaughter. They bristled up to him stiff-legged and challenged, while he, wasting no time on elaborate preliminaries, snapped into action like a steel spring and was at their throats, destroying them before they knew what was happening, and while they were yet in the throes of surprise. He became an adept at fighting. He economized. He never wasted his strength, never tussled. He was in too quick for that, and if he missed, was out again too quickly. The dislike for the wolf for close quarters was his to an unusual degree, he couldn't endure a prolonged contact with another body. It smacked of danger. It made him frantic. He must be away, free, on his own legs, touching no living thing. It was the wild still clinging to him, asserting itself through him. This feeling had been accentuated by the Ishmaelite life he'd led from his puppyhood. Danger lurked in contacts. It was the trap, ever the trap the fear of it lurking deep in the life of him, woven into the fiber of him. In consequence, the strange dogs he encountered had no chance against him. He eluded their fangs. He got them or got away, himself untouched in either event. In the natural course of things, there were exceptions to this. There were times when several dogs pitching onto him punished him before he could get away. There were times when a single dog scored deeply on him, but these were accidents. In the main, so efficient a fighter had he become, he went his way unscathed. Another advantage he possessed was that of correctly judging time and distance. Not that he did this consciously, however. He didn't calculate such things. It was all automatic. His eyes saw correctly, and the nerves carried the vision correctly to his brain. The parts of him were better adjusted than those of the average dog. They worked together more smoothly, steadily. He was a better, far better, nervous, mental, and muscular coordination. When his eyes conveyed to his brain the moving image of an action, his brain, without conscious effort, knew the space that limited that action and the time required for its completion. Thus, he could avoid the leap of another dog, or the drive of its fangs, and at the same moment could seize the infinitesimal fraction of time in which to deliver his own attack. Body and brain, 
this was a more perfect mechanism. Not that he was to be praised for it. Nature had been more generous to him than to the average animal. That was all. It was in the summer that White Fang arrived at Fort Yukon. And that's where we're going to leave it for tonight. We'll find out what happens in Fort Yukon coming up in our next stream on Monday night. And I will, of course, let you know what happens with Miko's dog show adventure tomorrow. I'm sure we'll have video and pictures galore. So check it out and uh, follow along. Uh, That's going to do it for us tonight. Thanks so much, everybody, for popping by. I will see you again on Monday night. Hey, Luna Amethyst, hello there. Good to see you. All right. Nice to have you in on the stream. Uh, We'll see you again on Monday night. Be sure and like, follow, share. Free for you to do, easy, and really helps the show out a lot. I'll see you Monday. This has been The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night.